Hello and welcome back to a very, very important episode of Brainfart with your host, Todd Tariq, a 22-year-old mechanical engineering student out of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Uh, yeah, no, no. Okay, so important episode, and I've worked on this one for, did a lot of research actually, because I wanted to come into this kind of conversation very informed. And I wanted to have an opinion formed. I wanted to have uh, points to talk about. And I wanted to present the information as clearly and as factually as possible. So there was a a lot more prep time. I took a while to make this episode. And today, of course, as you can tell by the title, we are talking about the Israeli Palestine uh israeli and palestinian um conflict which has been going on for well over a hundred years and uh uh well actually about a hundred years um exactly a hundred years from uh from next year but this conflict has first started as something that was more religious has become political and then due to actions by certain individuals become more and more of considered a religious conflict. And I'm gonna I wanna take it through the history and I want to talk about the particulars and I wanna actually give a lot of information in detail. I think it's really, really important to know what's going on here and know the history of this region and why there is conflict there. Uh, because it's easy to take a very short-lensed approach. Um, you zoom in too much, and it, and it, you know you can form an opinion. You zoom out, and that opinion changes because of the new information. So let's all get all the information, starting at the end of World War One. At this point, the Ottoman Empire, which previously um, had control over uh the Palestinian land uh collapses and the United Kingdom was in charge of that land and and kind of um assigning it and governing it and this is called um the the British mandate country and at the time just for perspective uh the majority of people in Palestine were Arab, and there was a very, there was a small Jewish minority. I'm not going to say very small. There was a Jewish minority of people and an Arab majority of people. And the United Kingdom, or Britain, was in charge of establishing a home for Jewish people. And that was kind of the, the kind of international mandate that had been decided after World War Two, and then leading into World, or sorry, after World War One, and leading into World War Two. So the British Mandate lasted from 1922 to 1947, or the end of World War Two. Um, and during this time of the British Mandate, a lot of people entered uh, the region, uh, especially um, kind of fleeing from Eastern Europe, where uh, there was a lot of things going on in the in the region uh such as the persecution of Jews uh due to then 
you know, due to Nazi Germany. And so a lot of people were fleeing their countries and entering into this area and settling. Um, a lot of Jews were settling in Palestine. And um, this whole uh, idea was that Jewish people saw Israel, or what they were calling Israel, they saw Palestine as almost this ancient ancestral home um, in terms of their religion. You know, and they're just escaping persecution. They want to go back to their ancestral home. Similarly, um, if you think of like, uh, I just wanted to throw in an example here of like uh, Makkah as the ancestral home for um, for Muslims uh, and Saudi Arabia in general. And so when you think of Saudi Arabia, you think of the Islamic uh, law, you think of a state governed by Islamic principles, it's the ancestral home of Muslims. And um, essentially, this is around the time when reoccupying became a mission, you know? Uh, it was it was the goal of of Jewish people to reoccupy this land and kind of establish the the Jewish, um, the, the Jewish kind of ancestral home, which is, uh, and this whole idea was is is called Zionism, uh, and it's the belief that uh, uh, Jewish people should return to their ancestral home and claim that, um, as their as it is like it is their right and that being jewish is is almost like being a uh like a nation a nation state and that uh being jewish is more than just a religion it's about being a a person state um like a physical location so um a lot of countries actually supported this right the the jewish had just been persecuted for many years uh under under world war Two, and so um a lot of countries following world war Two supported this british mandate um to you know resettle uh jewish people however uh there were people in this land um you know palestinians and they were basically uh forcibly evicted and it started happening and and the more um israeli people that were entering into the country uh the more people were getting evicted as palestinians so in 1947 uh the united Ca uh, united kingdom uh, just like they were doing with a lot of other countries that they were you know in charge of uh, like, for example, Pakistan and India and, and stuff like that started turning, uh, turn this whole conflict over the land over to the United Nations. And actually, in Pakistan and India, they just divided the land and they kind of just left without considering that they put part of Pakistan on, you know, the other side of India, which led to um, the, the Indian wars with, with Bangladesh, Pakistan and uh, India. But but that's a separate kind of video. So here, here we're looking at like this conflict is is brewing. People are upset. You're taking away land from the native Palestinians and uh, Jewish uh, occupiers or settlers are are coming in here and um, taking their land. And so the United Kingdom 
uh, turns that decision of what to do with this this land over to the United Nations. So the United Nations basically voted to split the country into um, a Jewish and an Arab, you know, Jewish Arab states, with um, Jerusalem as the international city where um, no one kind of had claim to this land because it was historically um, historically uh, holy to to you know not only uh, Palestinian Arabs but to Jewish people, to Christians, it was considered kind of like a holy land that every no one had specific claim to. It was just kind of shared. Um, but the Arabs, the, the the native Arabs, rejected this decision, and this kind of led to the first kind of the, the beginning of violence. And what happened when um. And you'll notice this throughout kind of as a theme whenever there was violence um israel essentially uh started expanding they would anytime there was violence or unrest in the country israel would expand its borders it would uh you know start taking over land and um basically um you know evicting the locals of that and started settling in that land, and, and that's kind of how they occupied so much territory. Um, at this point, about 70% of the land had been taken over, um, including parts of Jerusalem, which was supposed to be this international city where no, where, you know, no Jewish or Arab states um, uh, actually like, had claim to that. And, and they kind of just started encroaching on each other's land and, and kept doing that more and more. Um, and, and eventually Israel had, had taken over, you know, a large chunk of the land as well as, um, breaking kind of the terms of that agreement with taking over parts of Jerusalem, which was, you know, supposed to be a, you know, neutral ground. And this, so this UN kind of decision was, was kind of later known and you'll, you'll hear this nowadays in the news is the, that bi-state solution of having, you know, a Jewish and Arab states. And, and having them kind of coexist. So, um, in 1948, kind of tension boils over, um, leading to the first Arab-Israeli war. And this is when neighboring Arab countries kind of join the conflict. Um, I don't know exactly what countries were involved, but I do know at the end of the war, uh, Israel occupied a lot of land like a ton of land like more more land than than they had occupied previous to the war and jordan at the time uh occupied the west bank region uh and then egypt uh occupied the gaza strip and this israeli um occupation of um a lot of that land and because this war had kind of uh, left the the boundaries of where Israel started and ended kind of more blurry and and you know the other external Arab countries are occupying land um, led to 700,000 uh, Palestinian Arabs fleeing this newly occupied Israeli land uh, and basically they're just fleeing to the, the uh, to to the West Bank and to the Gaza to Gaza Strip and and um, 
this land becomes kind of uh, Israeli territory. And, uh, you know, this area you're seeing, this is kind of just like this pattern of rep repetition is something that repeats again, right? Um, we see again in 1967, um, six days of conflict uh, after, again, mounting tensions be on both sides. Uh, with uh, the second Arab-Israeli war. And now, um, Israel occupied the entire West Bank um, and more and more of, uh, of Gaza, kind of leaving uh, the Palestinian land in uh, the West Bank in these like little chunks, and, and it's not very kind of well put together. It's not very well defined. Um, which which allowed for a lot more Israeli expansion, and now so they. Every time there's an expansion, you're not expanding on empty land. There's another mass exodus of, uh, like hundreds and thousands of, of Palestinian Arabs again fleeing that kind of newly occupied land, um, and so you know this is the point when the United Nations steps in again. Uh, with with resolution 242 by the U, uh, UN Security Council and Israel was told at this point to withdraw uh, from territories occupied in the conflict um, just because you take over land during the conflict doesn't mean you can just kind of stay in there um, but Israel ignores this resolution um, because it would mean kind of giving over this captured land back to the Palestinians, and uh, they they thought that this would be you know a, uh, a security risk and 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 all of this, and they had a lot of reasons for not wanting to give that land back, um, as well as the fact that you know Israelis are immigrating to the country, they're occupying this space, and um, giving up that land again would require kind of the admit admitting and saying that they're taking and occupying land and that this was wrong. Um, so they, so they ignore it, they ignore this resolution. And again, the cycle repeats, there's a series of escalating conflicts and, and in 1987, see the beginning of, uh, the first intifada. Uh, Intifada is a Arabic for um, rebellion uh, and essentially kind of continues until 1993 um, and it marks the kind of first rebellion um, from, you know, the Palestinians who are in occupied uh, Israeli territory kind of rebelling against um, the Israeli occupation. And... The, the officially the uh, conflict was ended um, by the signing of the Oslo Peace Accords, which was not um, supported by Hamas and and is kind of considered to be the point where Hamas, um, like kind of takes off and becomes more and more prominent and more and more of a of a force in Palestine. We'll talk a little bit more about Hamas later, but the the tension doesn't ever de-escalate right peace uh, peace accords kind of fail and then in 2002 we see the second intifada and the so the second rebellion and uh it's triggered actually by a jewish right-wing politician visiting 
uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque, right? which is considered, uh, which is, you know, a holy site for Muslims. And this is, is kind of the, the, there's a lot of protests and a lot of people who were hurt in those protests. And uh, this kind of leads to uh, the, the, you know, the second rebellion here. You're having a politician, a far-right politician, uh, entering into the, the mosque and, and kind of um, breaking a lot of, you know, rules. And, and it's just like it's, it's he just came in with bodyguards and police and uh, Israeli police in, in Palestine. Like, it was not it was not a good situation. There's a lot of protests and, and a lot of uh, bloodshed. A lot of people died. So. Israel then at this point um decided to construct the west bank separation wall um which officially marks kind of the change of uh opinion by a lot of the international community at this point because now they've officially built a wall separating uh the west bank and they've done it in Palestinian territory. Uh, this wall is considered um, illegal by, it, uh, by the international community. And, and this is the point when you start seeing the term occupation kind of thrown around in a more official capacity here. And uh, even though the occupation has been going on for years at this point, right? This is 2000, like this is the post 2002, but... This is the point when I think a lot of the international community is now starting to see that this is an occupation. There is a rogue military force coming in and taking over land and now building a wall to separate Palestinians from, uh, from the, like, you know, in, in Jerusalem from the West Bank. And uh, this essentially kind of causes uh, five years of conflict which are extremely brutal. And this is that kind of um, a conflict that we're used to hearing about. When, when I was growing up, I heard a lot about these conflicts, about um, uh, the suicide bombings, you know, bloodshed, fighting, this kind of combination of ground fighting. And, you know, that, that when you think of like the, this militant fighting between um, the Palestinians and the Israelis, so, so kind of backtracking now, because we're, we're all the way in 2000, whatever, 2000, 2004 or something, and we haven't really um, touched on Hamas. And I wanted to kind of do that to kind of, you know, backtrack a bit and show you a little bit about how Hamas developed along that same timeline. So the first Intifada started in 1987. Hamas was established that year. And Hamas was established as a militant um, group in Gaza, uh, and their whole purpose was the resistance to Israeli occupation. Um, and they opposed the Oslo Accords um, that were signed in, in 1993 and uh, retaliated extremely uh, against, um, against Israelis uh, following the signing of those accords, which they didn't agree with. Um, so in 1996, Hamas killed 60 Israelis with suicide bombs. And uh, you see now some of that in between time, between the first intifada, the second intifada, and all these, between these conflicts, there's a lot of events that happen like this. 
where there's kind of escalating tension uh, caused by actions on both sides. This is not something where, um, you know, a conflict happens and then everybody goes peaceful for like, you know, 20 years and then, you know, uh, suddenly there's another conflict. It's, it, these are, these are, it's a constant cycle of like, uh, war and conflict followed by some resolution or some kind of thing. But then immediately after you start seeing more and more, uh, conflict, more and more expansion, more and more occupation settlements, all of these things happen. And then it kind of pe peaks over. And then there's another kind of, um, major event or there's another like a series of conflicts that are escalating this is you know when i say the timeline it kind of seems like they're like it's chunked up and that there's nicely and then there's only a war here and a war there but it's there's things in between and i think that's important to keep in mind um and so 10 years after hamas uh, killed 60 israelis with suicide bombs uh, they actually um, won the Palestinian elections um, in 2006. And this kind of marks the legitimacy of Hamas. And for me, this marks the point when a majority of Palestinians are um, kind of okay with this, like, you know, with someone fighting back against the Israeli occupation. And th this, that's what they're, they're you know, this is, this is a turning point. This is a very big turning point. You go from, you know, they think that Hamas is their only option. When, when I hear this story, that's what I think. So Hamas is like um, recognized in the international community um, as, as different things. For uh, the United States, the European Union, Israel, and for Japan, they consider Hamas just a militant group that operates out of uh gaza in the gaza strip right they uh, op operate out of gaza meanwhile china russia turkey iran and norway uh, support hamas and actually kind of feed um iran is one of the biggest supporters of um uh of hamas and, and kind of give them weapons war training you know all of these things and so what I've just kind of told you is it's a classic proxy war. So now this, this, this is a very political thing here. This is more than just uh, a conflict between uh, Israel and Palestine at this point. It is now a conflict between Western powers, United States, European Union, um, Japan, Israel, Israel. And now on the other side, you see, you know, the, the the classic bad guys here, China, Russia, Turkey, Iran, right? Norway kind of hit me out of nowhere. I didn't really see that coming, but uh, I, I see China, Russia, Turkey, Iran. I see versus the United States and the European Union. I see this co classic conflict. Um, and yeah, so, so this, this kind of proxy war is now happening where you see, aid on one side israelis are getting aid from the united states from european countries from uh from uh, japan and then on the other side you see china russia turkey and iran and norway kind of providing that same aid to hamas and and there's this escalating conflict here so during um you know as the conflict kind of continues and we kind of pick back up now that we've talked a little bit about hamas um, Jerusalem was eventually claimed as uh, Israel's capital, and 
this this was kind of a highly contested thing because as we talked er earlier jerusalem was supposed to be that no one actually had claimed this. it was an international city it was uh you know it was uh, it's like historically if we think from from a religious perspective it's it's re relevant to you know christians jews and muslims so this is a kind of a neutral land and that's what it was supposed to be however in 2017 uh donald j trump you know the worst first president in a long time backed the claim of um uh of israel to this land and they did this in in two one by officially acknowledging that that Jerusalem was was part of uh Israel right that that's the first thing and then they doubled down on that claim by relocating the embassy from Tel Aviv to uh, uh to Jerusalem to kind of signify that this is uh, that Jer Jerusalem is conquered by uh is land occupied by um Israel and is their land this is a big kind of deal and i at the time i heard about this right i definitely like was something that i saw in the news cycle but didn't realize the historical significance um of what was happening there um and yeah it it definitely turned um this uh political conflict of a palestinian palestinians versus israelis to now a religious one uh, one where it is now Muslims versus Jews for this land, right? You're you're now bringing into contest the claim of Jerusalem, which is the holiest city, like you know, for for Jews is a holy site for Muslims, a holy site for Christian, and you're now smacking that right in the middle of the conflict between Israel and Palestine. Um, and it shifts the kind of focus. And this is where I think people, you know, when they say this conflict is is messy, is complex, um, I think that's where people are trying to, to get at with here is that um, this is, you know, this conflict is is not that complex. It's, it's a political conflict that has played out over years, which uh, became a religious conflict because of the historical religious significance of... Um, a contested territory that was involved in this and actually even that in itself isn't complex uh, just saying it's complex to kind of avoid having that discussion about about it is um a bit odd to me um so now we kind of jump i i think that there you know i don't want to talk too much about the conflict between but you see a series of escalating conflicts kind of leading up until uh may 7th this year 2021 may 7th this year um israeli forces uh stormed into Aluxa mosque um and started firing rubber bullets and stun grenades um to disperse crowds during um ramadan and this seemed to be in retaliation to the sheikh uh, sheikh jarrah uh, inter uh, evictions. Sorry, Sheikh Jarrah inter. Uh, I'm sorry, Sheikh Jarrah evictions, where six Palestinian families were forced out of their homes, um, 
due to a conflict where uh, they were basically evicted, forcibly evicted. And by force, I mean like dragged out of their homes. And uh, there were a lot of protests by Palestinians living in, in this area. And um, essentially the um, the Israel kind of retaliates by storming a Aqsa mosque and, and gassing and um, firing rubber bullets upon worshipping, you know, just like people at the mosque. And this kind of brings up a broader kind of question of even Palestinians in this occupied territory have limited land rights, human rights, limited limited rights as individuals. And so this is now no longer a conflict of like, you know, even Palestinians living in Israel have the same rights as that. Israel is taking over land and then restricting the rights of the uh of the the native population. So all of this kind of leads to, you know, 3 days later on May 10th, um Hamas an ultimatum uh, that you must that Israel must remove all forces from Al-Aqsa and Sharra uh, area uh, and they need to basically like leave they need to not be occupying this space uh, Israel of course ignores this uh, and we see missiles start to be fired from Gaza kind of leading to this this recent conflict that we've been hearing about and and hearing about how uh, devastating it is for the Palestinians because uh, the Palestinians have um, been receiving airstrikes um, from Israel in the Gaza region uh, blowing up apartment buildings schools you know it's like like blowing up civilian they've they've killed over I think 60 children just it, it's devastation it's a humanitarian crisis, security crisis. It's terrible. And um, basically, this kind of brings us to where we are right now, um, where I kind of want to still go back. Actually, actually, before we kind of move on, I just want to say, yes, Palestine, um, or the Palestinians, or Hamas, have fired missiles at um at Israel however the Israelis have a the Iron Dome defense system uh which intercepts uh incoming missiles uh and actually has a is a fairly good amount of the missiles that were fired onto um onto uh Israel were intercepted this doesn't mean that deaths weren't caused on the Israeli side they were actually like you know missiles get by these defense system they're Hamas is firing hundreds and hundreds, but the uh, disparity on both sides of you know who is <laughs> who is being affected you know, on the large scale, um, Palestinians are you know undoubtedly being um, hurt more, and, and this is not a this is not a proportional response. This is a uh, you fire, you threw rocks at me, I will now bomb and level your entire apartment building. This is, I will level your home, the home beneath it, everything, you know, all of that. Like, <laughs> this is, this is not a proportional response. And I want to make that kind of clear. And so what we see in kind of like the, the study and what I saw is that you see all of the, the kind of 
notices of um, extremism kind of being bred. You have uh, an area which is just occupied and uh, the rights of people are being restricted. Um, they feel like they have no other kind of way out. They, they try to elect people to make change through policy and things, but it doesn't work. Um, Israelis continue to apply pressure and, and conquer more land and occupy more land and uh, you know um you know settle palestinian land i saw a video recently of a of a israeli american like a uh, jewish american settling in palestinian land on the west bank and just moving into uh, a palestinian person's property and like in just like making their home there and it's like they're forcibly entering literally settling in and kind of displacing these um these palestinians and this is all kind of the the breeding of extremism so when we think of extremism and suicide bombing and all of these things from uh either side i think this comes out of uh desperation i think that we need to take a, a you know a big look at why these actions and why these things are happening it's not simply just you know, just just like this is a political conflict that has been going on for a while. This is causing, you know, generationally problems and, and people kind of growing up and being born in war zones. And um, it's really, really, really sad. Um, so, yeah, I hope I hope that history is useful. Um, I now just kind of want to go over some of the terms we were talking about. Kind of talk a little bit about. Uh, some historical sites and i just wrote some like a couple things down just to kind of help um illustrate some points here that's the main kind of history of that area um and and hopefully you know if, if i missed anything feel free to, to reach out and let me know but I, I think i um in researching this and kind of looking through this have have gotten a better idea of the politics of the region of the uh conflict in the region and have i think generally just become more aware so um for zionism zionism is the um ideology or um kind of, it's a nationalist kind of movement uh that uh jewish people should uh return to ancient jewish land in palestine to to conquer it and to claim it as their own you see this kind of process years and how we talked about just some historical historical sites in um uh in uh palestine jerusalem uh there is the temple mount which has uh aluxa mosque compound uh as well as the dome of the rock uh and it's essentially um the site of the first temple so see kind of this um this one location has um historical significance for both muslims and uh, for for uh, jewish people so for uh, muslims this is uh, said to be where prophet muhammad ascended to the heavens like this location for, for that reason considered a very holy site for muslims and it's also considered um holy because the site of the first temple Judaism, uh, this is Abraham's son, 
this is this is a very um historically significant both sides but you know i think a lot of people kind of um in making this conflict a very religious conflict leave out the the fact that they're also uh palestinian christians um uh, and uh there's actually you know historical significance from the christian side uh there's the via della rosa uh which is the path where christ carried the cross um see kind of that this is you know this this has historical significance for a lot of different religions and um we're seeing here is a political conflict not a religious one not try to overcomplicate this and make this ancient conflict because um by doing that we're we're kind of reducing the meaning of of the current things you know the current struggles within uh palestinians lives uh within the israeli occupation um we're, we're reducing that we're, we're minimizing it uh and then finally just before i end off i wanted to give the definition of occupation because that was a word i used a lot uh, occupation is the is is any act any time a military force occupies uh, a region. Um, uh, the IDF uh, is a military Israeli force, and they are occupying a region. Um, and so, let's not get this twisted here. Anyway, um, I encourage you guys to reach out to me. Um, uh, and and have more of a conversation about this i had a lot of fun kind of well i don't want to say fun i had a this is very informative kind of reading up on this conflict and reading up on the history here i think that it gives you a kind of a nuanced approach to observing and kind of drawing conclusions about this yeah no i hope uh i hope you guys are having a great day uh this has been your boy todd talking for like 38 minutes straight. Take care and uh, bye.